Before we get started, wanted to let you know about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And who doesn't like to make money? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And the best part is it's all free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good people, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the All Go Podcast. I am your host, Desmond. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've recorded an episode. Um, have still been uh, doing some podcasting. I've, I've actually been uh, hosting along with my, uh, my homeboy, Dre. Uh, we have been hosting the Michigan Football at the Voice of College Football uh, podcast, which is on YouTube. Um, so we've been doing that uh, Wednesdays from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then also um, Saturday postgame, we, uh, we kick off and we talk about, you know, Michigan uh, Wolverines. So it's been going really well so far. We're about seven weeks in. So uh, not a lot of, of uh, time put to the, to the All Go podcast, but uh, we've been having a great time with it and uh, it's been going well. So uh, if you're listening to this, uh, feel free to head over to YouTube, search The Voice of College Football, which you'll see Mark Rogers. Um, he is the, uh, the, the man running things, and uh, search uh, the Michigan channel, which should be listed uh, on, Mark's, uh, on Mark's channel. So um, I think as of today, we're at like 2,400 subscribers, so pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Feel free to, uh, to to hit that button and, and definitely appreciate it. Um, so, got a lot to talk about today. Um, first and foremost, I want to get into Ben Simmons, which is the, the talk of the NBA town right now. Um, you know, Ben Simmons was has originally told Philly that, you know, he didn't want to play for them. He's not going to report to training camp. Uh, I, I, you know, he didn't want anything to do with them. Didn't want the players and the coach to fly out to talk to him, to try to convince him to come back. He said, I'm done with it. Um, after their game seven loss to the Atlanta Hawks, Doc Rivers has uh, answered a question. Uh, the question was, do you think you can win a championship with Ben Simmons as your point guard? And Doc said that, I don't know if I can answer that right now. And he came out after the fact and basically said what he was trying to say was, like, I, I, I'm just not going to answer the question right now. But it came off as... Essentially, no, I can't, I can't win a championship with Ben Simmons. Um, and then also Joel Embiid made a comment after that same Game 7 loss that, uh, you know, uh, I felt like a turning point in the game was, he didn't mention any names, but basically when Ben Simmons passed up a dunk, passed it to Thibel, who got fouled, made one free throw, missed the second, and uh, Atlanta went down and, and scored and, and they lost. Um, you know, for, for someone, for myself, I was over super critical of Joel Embiid and his play and, and uh, lack of taking care of himself and so on and so forth. Like, I, I just felt like he could have done a better job with that. Uh, he did a phenomenal job with that. Like, even though he did miss time, to me, it didn't seem as if he was missing time due to what I called his traditional laziness. It was, you know, he had just kind of an injury and was able to fight through it. Um, but, 
it, if he doesn't miss time, he's probably the NBA MVP last year. Uh, he was playing that well. So, um, you know, it's a, it, it's tough. But, uh, but you know, Ben hearing those comments, he, he was pretty much done with them. Uh, ends up, he does come and report to training camp or preseason. And uh, one practice in, he gets kicked out of practice and suspended uh, for the first game. So, you know, he, he's obviously doesn't want to be there, wants to be traded, so on and so forth. Um, with Ben Simmons, you got to look in the mirror, man. Like, you know, first and foremost, like I get it. Um, while I don't think Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid should have made the comments that they did, they weren't wrong. I mean, it, it, you can feel however you want to feel about it, but Doc Rivers wasn't wrong. Because you can't say I can win a championship with Ben Simmons because it hasn't happened. Like, you can't you, – you, it's just like, you know, saying, like, hey, man, can you touch a 10-foot rim? Uh, I'm pretty sure I can, but, well, guess what? Until you do it, you can't. And, you know, for Joel Embiid, like, I, I just – for me, I'm old school. So, I, I, I just – you know, for, for Ben, I, I just don't understand how you're this – Ben out of shape, you're this – you know, just to me, you're acting like a child. That That's exactly how Ben Simmons is acting. You're acting like a child. From the moment you got to Philly, they've done everything to build around you, give you all the pieces that you need. And what have you done? Now, I will say he's a really good player. Uh, but as far as his skill set, Ben Simmons is the exact same player today that he was the moment he got drafted from LSU, which, by the way, you were pretty mediocre there. So I, I, I'm just not one in the camp of, of you know, you got to kiss these guys' butts and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll kiss your butt, but you got to do – you got to work too. I mean, you're not Kevin Durant. You're not, you know, Giannis, uh, which is interesting because with the free throws and things like that, like, you look at a guy like Giannis who – to me, Giannis is so unique and rare because he's got – he doesn't have the – the uh, embarrassment factor like Ben Simmons does. Like, Ben Simmons was afraid to go to the free throw line for fear of embarrassment. He didn't want to miss a free throw or airball a free throw or look dumb in front of all these people. Well, guess what? Giannis is airballing free throws, airballing three-point shots in the finals with every single, with all eyeballs on him. He's got no problems, and he just brushes it off. All right, cool. Next one, I'll get it. And he's just, and he's back at it. And that and Ben needs a little bit of that, you know. And I, I look at it and um, with just kind of the the kind of the AAU culture where it, it's you know you you cater to your best player and you know they they can do no wrong and it, it just you know these these guys I, I just and, and maybe I, my my annoyance is misguided misguided but um, you know I look at a guy like Ben who's just you know trying to pout his way out of of Philly. You know, I look at a guy like Zion, even though these are very different situations, but he's already talking about potentially winding out of, of New Orleans. And while I do agree that he probably should leave, but you also got you to take care of your business too. And, and Zion's been phenomenal when he's on the court, but he's had times that he's had to miss. And a lot of his injuries are weight-related. Like he's having, you know, joint injuries and things that, that – uh, are worse off with you being heavier. So he's got to kind of take into in account that. But 
Um, and, and there's even reports that Zion's, you know, someone said that he looks like he's over 300 pounds. That's not good. Not good at all. So it's, it, we'll see what happens. If I, if I was Philly, I, I'd be at the point now where um, I, I'm just looking for something. Give me a, a, a shooter, a shoe off the bench, uh, you know, a pick here or there, and, and, and we're out. Let's, let's do this because I, I ain't got time for this. I have zero time. None at all. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would do if I was Philly, but I'm not them, and, and uh, probably for good reason. So, um, moving on to our, our, like our good old hometown Detroit Lions, who um, uh, it, it's, it's just a disaster. It is an absolute disaster. Um, with the Lions, they're 0-6 right now. They are the only winless team in the NFL. Uh, even the Jacksonville Jaguars have won a game, and uh, it's 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 looking bad. Um, you know, re- the unfortunate part is there's, you know, we don't have our young quarterback that we're going to build around for the future. So there's really not much to look at and, and be excited about. I mean, I, I think Penny Sewell is a really solid player uh, for as young as he is. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. Um, but offensively, I mean, we've got, you know, our, our one weapon is T.J. Hawkinson. And, and, and my thought on T.J. Hawkinson is he's a really solid player. He's not, a, he's not a guy that you can build a competent NFL passing offense around. He's just not that guy. He's really good. He's solid, but he's not the top tier. He might be a top three tight end in the NFL, but he's not, he's not Travis Kelsey. He's not George Kittle. He's not those guys. Um, Kelsey, with his his wiggle and his route running, is unreal. Uh, Kittle can do it all, you know, running, uh, run blocking as well as catching the ball. Uh, the dude is physical as all get out. Like, you just see him running through tackler after tackler after tackler. Um, he's special. Those two guys are special. Hawkinson is not special. Um, he's a good player. But I, for me – where I'm at with the Lions is burn it to the ground. Trade everybody. Everybody is available outside of Penny Sewell, which I don't even think you could trade because you just drafted him. But um, I would try to keep that O-line intact. Uh, Taylor Decker, he would be on the trading block for me as well. I, I, I get it. He's a really good left tackle. But if, he's as, if he is as good as people think he is, then I'm going to get the value from him that I, that I want, which is – you know, uh, ideally, you'd like to get two first-round picks from him for him. So, you know, you trade him to a, a team that, that needs a, a left tackle. Um, you know, yeah, sure, we can talk. I need two ones. If you can do that, then sign, seal, to deliver. Gone. That's fine. Um, you know, Hawkinson, same thing. I, for me, I would. I would pull the trigger uh, because I, I, I just can't pay him what George Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey are, are getting paid. And the way the NFL works is the market is the market. Like you don't get to choose what you, what you pay these guys. It's essentially, it's similar to the quarterbacks, like how Dallas was so reluctant to pay Dak the money that they paid him. But it was like, that that's the market. The last quarterback was whatever, 37 million. He's, he, Dak's going to get 40. That's just how it works in the NFL. And I'm not paying TJ Hawkinson. I'm not even paying him what, Kelsey and Kittle are getting, let alone pay him more than that. No way. No way. Because he hasn't shown me that he's a game breaker and a game changer the way that those two guys have. 
and I, I get it. Kelsey has, you know, uh, uh, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. But nonetheless, I am absolutely not doing it. There's no way. Um, but I would, I would be looking to trade, guys, uh, fire sale. Now, I'm not giving them away for peanuts unless it's Jeff Okuda, who is awful. Um, outside of that, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm looking to trade any and everybody. Uh, fire sale, come and get them. Uh, I'm putting a garage sale sign out front in, in Allen Park. Um, but I, I just, you know, we're, we're just so far from being a really good team or, or being a team that can compete for uh, a division that there's just no point of having these guys on, on contracts that, you know, are going to be hefty, hefty contracts in the future. You know, TJ or uh, uh, Hawkinson, his, his deal is going to be big. And if I could trade him before we get to that point, then I'm definitely going to do that without a doubt. Um, Trey Flowers, same thing. You can go to, you know, he's a relatively young guy, but he's not, he's not, he's not what I thought we were going to get when we signed him for New England. I was expecting a guy to come in, you know, between six and 10 sacks every year, play well against the run you know, and physical presence, leader, you know, potential Pro Bowl guy. And he's not been that. He had seven sacks his first year here, and I think he's had three sacks total uh, the last uh, this year and last year. One and a half last year, and I think he's got one sack this year in six games. And he can't stay healthy. Like, there's no, there's no one who's untouchable for the Detroit Lions. They're that bad. Um, so, I, I, you know, if I were Brad Holmes, I'd be on the phones, you know, calling to see what we can get. If your your offer's crappy and it's BS, all right, cool. I'll hang up and move on. But it we we just have so much work to do. We're we are probably two perfect off seasons in a row from being even competent. I mean, uh, offensively, like our the weapons that we have are right now. T.J. Hawkinson, who He's a good player, but not a, a focal point of an offense. We don't have a number one receiver. Tyrell Williams can't stay healthy. Um, he was another guy that once they signed him, I thought he would do something. Uh, nope, not there. It, it, it's just, you know, we, we don't have any number one receivers. We don't, I mean, really, we, we barely have receivers, period. Uh, um, um, St. Brown, I think his name is. Uh, he's been pretty solid, you know, for a, for a young guy, but it, it you know, nothing that's, that's going to change the game. You know, it's just, um, at this point we need draft capital, uh, and we need as much of it as we can, and we need to go out and try to nail free agency, but we're, we're so far from being a good team. It's just, it's not even funny. So we will see what, uh, what happens with the lions, but you know, uh, until they show me, I, it's hard to think that we're going to be, you know, a competent team. We're going to be someone that is uh, competing for the division, which it, it really doesn't matter if our division's good, if it's bad. Um, for some strange reason, we can never win it. So, you know, can't get a home game. That's, uh, that's the Lions. So that is uh, just kind of how things are with the Lions. Like I said, my, my number one goal with them is to get the number one pick. If they can get – Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, 
then that's that's exactly what I what what that's step one of the massive rebuild that we need to that we need to uh, to go through is uh, is that monster uh, at, at the end that that plays for Oregon. It, he's he's just unreal. So that that's the the goal there is uh, to get the monster and and go from there. Um, so that's the that's the good old Lions. Uh, switching gears to college football, um, you know, the, the hometown teams, you know, this is what's today, October 21st, um, October 30th, there's a matchup between Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State is going to come into that game undefeated. Uh, they are actually on a bye week this Saturday, and Michigan is undefeated currently. They play Northwestern this Saturday, and, uh, Northwestern is is uh, I believe five hundred right now, three and three. Um, had, you know, had some tough losses early this season, but um, play, you know they played pretty well. They they beat Rutgers twenty one to seven last uh, last game, and uh, they're going to come in and, and and look to spoil Michigan season. And make no mistake, if Northwestern wins that game on Saturday, it is going to spoil Michigan season. No ifs ands or buts about it. But I. Looking at it, I believe that Michigan's going to win the game, and we're going to have a Michigan-Michigan State game that is uh, two undefeated teams, both teams undefeated, uh, huge rivalry game, you know, right around Halloween the day before, I believe. Um, and this is going to be, without a doubt, the biggest Michigan-Michigan State game since Jim Harbaugh has been hired. I mean, I, I think that first one that they played – I want to say Michigan had one loss. I think they had lost to Utah. Um, and from there had won out. I didn't think they – I don't think they lost another game. So they come in, came in that game ranked. Um, and Michigan State, I can't remember if they were undefeated or what the case was, but they, they, were, they were ranked as well. But um, this game is going to be two top ten teams, uh, you know, in a rivalry game. I mean, this is, this is golden. This is really, truly golden. And um, if if uh, if college uh, game day doesn't go to East Lansing, like it is just gonna like the Big Ten should should write ESPN and and just tell them off because uh, this is as good as it gets. Um, you know, Michigan has been uh, really steady overall. You know, they've run the ball pretty well. Um, they've they've thrown the ball when they've needed to. It's uh it's, it hasn't been something that's overly explosive to where they're you know, just lighten it up. But um, a lot of their explosive plays have come through the through the run game. And defensively, they've been they've been pretty darn good, pretty lights out. Um, it, it, as far as how they play, uh, they still, you know, on the end they've got Aiden Hutchinson, they got Josh Ross in the middle at middle linebacker, and Dax Hill playing safety and kind of all over the place uh, in a good way. And uh, They've been they've been playing well on defense, so really that's how they're going to try to win games is is that way. Um, Michigan State is is pretty similar, but I think Michigan State actually has the edge when it comes to the passing game, to where um, you know their their quarterback uh, Peyton, ooh, I want to say his name's Thorson, but I think I might be wrong. Um, you know he's he's had a little bit more success as far as you know individual games being able to to top three hundred yards. Um, but they're, everything for them on offense revolves around Kenneth Walker III. Uh, he is the leading rusher in college football right now. Dude has been a monster 
And the interesting part is, is he's a transfer from Wake Forest. So it's, um, it's pretty interesting. You know, I look at Mel Tucker and the job he's done there. It's been phenomenal uh, to, to do what they're doing right now in year two, which the first year that he took over, I mean, it was during COVID, you know, he's coming in from Colorado. Um, you know, your off season was just a mess because of, because of COVID, you know, you can't meet with guys in person. Uh, you know, he had the social distancing, everything's on zoom. And even last year, you know, they beat Michigan. And I mean, for, for me as not being a fan of either team, Michigan state had no business beating Michigan last year. Um, but you know, Michigan came out flat. They were, you know, playing uninspired and, and Michigan state just gained more and more confidence and, and lo and behold, you know, fourth quarter, you're losing. So, you know, when you mess around with teams, that's, that's what you get. You know, you play, play dumb games, you win dumb prizes. So, um, you know, as much as I was on Jim Harbaugh last year, uh, he's done a phenomenal job this year of keeping his guys focused. Like they're, they're, they're dialed in. Like it's not, it's none of the goofiness that, that Harbaugh is known for. Um, it's the, it's, it's, they're about business and it's, it's gone really well for them. They have just really been in that, in that, uh, in that zone, you know, so to be a top 10 team, I mean, after six weeks, if you'd have told me that that would happen to, uh, to Michigan, I, I don't think I'd have, I wouldn't have put $5 on it. I know that for sure. So, um, so yeah, so, so we'll see what happens. Uh, next week will be pretty big. Um, also want to cover just Alabama football real quick because I am an Alabama fan. So um, they last week played Mississippi State, beat them 49-9. The week before, though, they went down to Texas A&M, uh, lost that game, first loss of the season, and, and really it's just mistakes. You know, you, you can't uh, – my thought and my feeling for Alabama football has always been pretty similar. It's, it is – as long as they come out and play the way that they are supposed to play, they'll be just fine. And they didn't do that against Texas A&M. They fumbled the ball, I believe, twice, um, threw a pick in the end zone. Like, it's just not – just mistakes. You know, mistakes and, and ones that uh, that Bama are just not prone to making. Like, you know, they may make a mistake here or there, but nothing typically that big. So, for them, they just got to clean it up. Um, you know, the unfortunate part is you, you leave yourself no no room for error now because you already have a loss, and we've yet to see a two-loss team get into the playoff, and I don't think this year is going to be special in that regard. I think um, there will be enough one-loss and undefeated uh, conference champions that, that it, it's you're not going to get in with two losses. So, you know, they, they've got some, some work to do, but – um, it, I think the guys are up to the challenge. I, it's, I think they'll be okay. Um, but like I said, you're, you're walking on a fine line and, um, you know, so we'll see what happens, but, uh, yeah, that is it for me. Um, definitely appreciate it. Um, like I said, if you've got time, head over to YouTube and even if you don't jump on there all the time or don't watch, um, please subscribe. We'd definitely appreciate it. Uh, we're actually trying to, uh, become the the uh, in the top three of team channels on the uh, the network. So um, would definitely appreciate a, a subscribe. Um, and yeah, other than that, feel free to hit me on Twitter uh, at all go podcast the number one. 
Uh, I'm on there quite a bit all the time. And uh, also on Instagram, same uh, handle at all the podcast one. So appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.